Welcome to Bring Your Brilliance. Are you ready to find and amplify your voice? Looking to be inspired by those who are already out there making it happen? Listen in as we shine a light on those who bring their full, authentic selves to do what they love, make no apologies, and don't try to fit into other people's boxes. With your host, Carla Taylor, who, after years of being inspired by the brilliantly shining people she was meeting, decided others need to hear these stories too. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with Carla Taylor. I am not Carla Taylor. I am actually the founder of Inspired Choices Network, and it is my absolute privilege to welcome Carla to the network. Welcome, Carla. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. I am so excited to be here. Oh, my gosh. We are thrilled to have you with us. And so, everyone, my name is Christine McIver. I am the founder of the Inspired Choices Network. And today, I'm actually going to be interviewing Carla on her debut show here on the network. And so, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Carla. So, today, what we're talking about is getting personal with personal brand. And Carla Taylor... What can we say about Carla? (laughs) So Carla (laughs) is the founder of Bring Your Brilliance and the author of The Career Happiness Project. Her own career path has been anything but straight. And after years of trying to fit in, Carla realized she needed to focus instead on standing out. I love that, Carla. (laughs) With 25 years of experience (laughs) helping top leaders and organizations excel and grow and a master's degree in communication and training technology, Carla is known for bringing out the best in her clients and helping them bring their brilliance so they can confidently and compellingly communicate what they do best. Without whatever-it-takes commitment, Carla models the way by pushing her comfort zone and doing what scares her. After her 15 years career corporate career, Carla made the leap and started her first company, Ignite Consulting, in 2019, in the midst of the recession. That With was actually nowhere... 2009. Oh, my gosh, 2009. So sorry. <laughs> Ten years ago, not not today. Ten years ago, right. It, it, of course, we're not in a recession, but it, we were then, of course. So with nowhere to go but up, Ignite is still going strong. Congratulations, Carla. Thank you. So Carla has continued to reinvent herself while making a difference for others. From HR learning and development consultant, career strategist, and leadership and executive coach to university professor, author, and keynote speaker, to tech startup founder, and most recently, spoken word poet at the Walk the Talk speaker series. She is helping launch Walk the Talk at work, as well as hosting LinkedIn local events. Oh my gosh, Carla. (laughs) Look at everything (laughs) that you have been doing. Like, that is phenomenal. Well, thank you. It is so much fun, and I have absolutely been doing everything that I talk to all of my clients about, which is pursuing your passions and finding amazing people to have amazing collaborations with and going out and just having fun along the way. And I am so excited to be here at this point in my career. I, I, I'm, i like, pinching myself <laughs> that I'm so happy and so excited uh. to be jumping into this next phase at the same time and I think I might have even mentioned to you last week I just got back from 
from a wonderful vacation trip with my kids, and I was down <laughs> in Atlanta. And Atlanta is actually where I started my career. So I graduated my undergrad from IU, Indiana University, and five days later, with absolutely no plan, <laughs> I moved down to Atlanta with a friend and figured it out, which is kind of what I've been doing ever since. <laughs> but I stayed it was recently in a hotel that was five doors down from my old office building in the in the Buckhead really? area of Atlanta. And I was walking down the street to meet a brand new friend that I just met at a social media conference the week before. And we were going to meet for breakfast before we headed on down to Florida. And I'm walking past my old building and seeing all the old things that I used to see and just remembering all of the amazing experiences I had in my early 20s in Atlanta and how amazing it was to live there, how much I loved living there, and how I had no idea <laughs> what was in store for me in my life and my career and was just ready to go out there and try new things. And I've kind of been doing that ever since. And I just keep mm -hmm. trying new things and doing new things and reinventing myself over and over, which before people thought I was kind of weird because not everybody did that as much or people stayed in their same career as long as they could back then. Right but now it's pretty normal that change is inevitable and it's happening all the time. And so whether they yeah. like it or not, people are having to reinvent themselves or do something different every few years where, like I said before, I was unusual. Now it's become the norm. And because I've been doing it my whole career, I, I know how to lead the way and, and teach people how to do this. And it's what I've been doing in my career coaching. And I, I'm just, I feel like I finally found my own fit and squarely landed exactly where I was supposed to be. So it was a wonderful feeling to be there last week, kind of remembering all that and seeing where I am now. Mm. I'm so excited about this next phase. And it was really a, a just a almost lethal <laughs> pinnacle moment for me <laughs> to have that full circle. Here I am again in the same spot and look where I am right. 20 some years later. So. Oh, that's that's absolutely fabulous. That's absolutely fabulous <laughs> to have that to have that journey is is really really it, it, it when we can bring ourselves back to uh -huh. um, when we can bring ourselves back to where we were while we're in our present time. It is. Do, do you feel a lot of gratitude towards yourself, even Carla? Uh, oh, I I'm so grateful, and I don't know if I would say towards myself, but just. Um, I'm happy for what I've done, and I spent a lot of years feeling like I was less than or feeling like I was a failure because I wasn't measuring up to everyone else's standards or I wasn't fitting into everyone else's boxes, and I kept trying mm. to change myself or make myself small, in fact. I, I felt that way a lot in my career that I had to, to, to tone it down or, or just be one thing or just be one part of one thing that I was, and I, I remember telling so many different bosses along the way. I have so much more to give. I have so much more I can do. And I felt like they were asking for, like, my little pinkies worth of my talent. And I'm like, but I can give you more. Like, let me give you more. And so many people didn't, couldn't. I don't know if they, I mean, I do know some people felt threatened. Some people just had no idea what to do with me and my enthusiasm. Um, I actually got written up one time for smiling too much. <laughs> so, you know. Um, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. We are not jumping over that one fast. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not. I'm not. I was working at the time in a very uh, good old boys network, kind of old older men that ran this, this giant consulting firm, actually. 
And it was one of those really posh buildings with the really carpeted floor, you know, a thick carpet. And and even one guy, and this was, this was what, in the 90s, which was never being done anymore in the 90s, but one guy even still smoked in his office. That's how old school they were. Oh, God. And it was very, very hierarchical and very much, you know, you had to follow certain protocols. And I um, was an assistant. Um, and I grew up with my father working at Eli Lilly. And so his career path was and his career experience was get your foot in the door of a good company and work your way up. And so I'm like, cool, okay. So I got my foot in the door with this, this giant consulting firm as a logistics assistant and thought, okay, I can work my way up. But I found very, very early on that there was this huge ceiling that, you know, for even the assistant level to go above it, you couldn't. And um, I happened to be friends with all the consultants there because they were all my peers and people my age and people that I liked hanging out with. And I was very close also with one of the women that I directly supported so I'd start every morning in her office, and we'd sit down and chat and have coffee together. We'd talk about what her needs were, but we were also laughing and having fun while we were figuring out what needed to go in the newsletter and just different things that we were doing for work. But because I was having fun while I was working, people got mad about that. <laughs> they were used to, you know, wow. sitting in their cubicles without a smile, just doing their work. And I was getting a lot of work done, and, and in fact, even connecting with the different consultants in my group was getting out, you know, a lot of the information that they needed back and forth. And that's part of, I was kind of the communications hub for the group. And so it made sense that I'm having these conversations, but I'm laughing and having fun while I'm having these conversations. And apparently some people thought I wasn't working hard enough or whatever it was. Um, but part of my peer uh, review, or I don't even know who where it came from, but it, it was one of the pieces of feedback that I got. Um, but I smiled too much. <laughs> That's okay, well, I'm not going to stop smiling. <laughs> so, um, that is so, so funny. realized that was not a good fit for me <laughs> in that organization. <laughs> and in fact, that's where I was when I realized I did want something more than I was having available in my career at that time, and that's when I left and went and got my master's degree. Thank goodness you did Which that. Which gave me a lot of great opportunities, so... I'm so glad that you did because we could so use some more smiles in the world. <laughs> Thank you. Right? Thank you. I for mean, that. why would you not want to smile and laugh as you're getting a lot of work done? And I work really, really hard. And most people who've worked with me for even a little bit of time are like, "Wow, how do you, how do you do it all? How do you get so much done?" And I don't really know. It's just how I'm built, but I know I'm always that person who does way more than what is even expected or asked of me and like in my undergrad um, and again you might be already hearing a theme here I've, I've been trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing <laughs> my whole life which is right. why I'm really good at career coaching because I got really good at, at figuring these things out and the process to do it by um, and so in undergrad I wanted to take everything I could to learn everything I could about different areas of what interests me which I think all people should be doing in undergrad <laughs> That's your time for exploration. And so you're supposed to take 12 to 18 credits a semester, and I always took 20 or 21 because I guess I could. I got away with it anyway. And part of it, I was in a dance company, and so I felt like that credit shouldn't count towards my other credits. <laughs> I've just always pushed myself really hard. So I, I got through my undergrad. I actually could have graduated in three and a half years, but I went ahead and stretched it out to course so I could graduate with my friends and take a few more classes. And at that point, I realized I was really fascinated by 
how people work and how they work together and management, leadership, and organizational development. And so I didn't get a master or a, a what's it called a major. I didn't major in that because at that point I'd taken so many other credits. Um, mm-hmm. I could graduate, like I said, early or in three years. Um, with a minor in that, but if I went ahead and did a major in that at that point when I discovered that's what I liked, I would have had to go an extra year. And I thought, well, no, I'm not paying for an extra year when I've taken all these credits and can graduate <laughs> with a full bachelor's. Um, but then I, so I did that, and I did a lot of different things in my early career in Atlanta. Then I went and got my master's degree in one year, which was crazy. And when I signed up for it, it was a last-second decision. I actually, my aunt told me about this opportunity, and it was starting in a week, and I hadn't even taken my GRE yet. <laughs> you know, like I was still exploring master's degree programs. And she's like, well, there's a graduate assistantship. You can come live with us for free. It starts in a week. We know the dean. You got good grades in undergrad. We can probably waive that requirement. And I'm like, well, I have to give two weeks notice at work at least. And they're like, well, then we'll figure out how you can start a week late. So how about it? Do you want to do you want to come do this? And so I said yes. Big leap, kind of like I'm doing now <laughs> with this radio show. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I literally that's 10 p.m. on a Sunday. The next morning I'm giving my notice, and I moved up to Iowa from Atlanta, which was a huge, <laughs> huge change. And I um, actually got engaged on the way. So I'm planning a long-distance wedding back in Indiana from Iowa. It's an eight-hour drive each way, which I did once a month. I had a graduate assistantship, so I'm working and going to school full-time and an internship. And it turned out it was not a one-year program. It was a traditional two- to three-year program. But if you killed yourself and did both semesters of the summer, you could get it done in a year. Um, So I did. Okay. And I got a (laughs) 4.0. I just, you know, I just did it with everything I had. And was so determined having had that experience in the work world and not being able to get above that ceiling and realizing this is everything for me. And so I gave it my all and I put everything I had into this degree program, which I hadn't quite done in my undergrad because I always kind of easily got good grades. So I didn't try as hard. But now I had that incentive of knowing this is directly affecting my life and my paycheck. (laughs) So... I did everything I could, and I got straight A's, and I knocked it out of the park. So that was my <laughs> my master's degree program. Um, but yeah, wow. I I tend to do things quickly, um, and and I, I do think them through for a while. But when I'm ready to do them, I move very fast. So same thing with my company in 2009. Um, I actually oh I also forgot. <laughs> Part of my I do everything bigger than everyone else is that I had, um, you know, wanted to get pregnant and have babies, and I ended up having triplets. And so, oh, wow. you know, I can't just do one at a time. You, you apparently <laughs> can't do anything. Wow. In a small way. Oh, my right? gosh. Yeah. No so, kidding, Carla. Yes. I was like a master diaper changer. <laughs> and... <laughs> I I was much wow. faster with three babies than most people were with one. So um so yeah. Wow. Okay. Wait. We, we have to jump. We have to jump to our first break of the show. Holy moly, girl! You've got a lot to share. Uh, you know what? I think radio is going to be a fabulous platform for you. <laughs> and yes, I will slow down. <laughs> 
<laughs> you are too funny. Okay, we are going to go to our first break of the show. And when we get back, we're going to speak more with Carla. We're going to learn more about getting personal with the personal brand and, and get a little deeper. Maybe get Carla to get a little vulnerable because she's, she's, I think she's got a lot in there. She, she's, she's ready to stretch herself and get maybe a little uncomfortable and share us Share with us even more about what what that really, really looks like. So, everyone, you are listening to Bring Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor here on the Inspired Choices Network radio show, and we'll be back right after our commercial break. Stay tuned. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736, or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone, to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with Carla Taylor. I am the founder of the Inspired Choices Network, and it is my honor to interview Carla today in her debut show here on the network. So before we went to break, Carla was kind of giving us a, a, a glimpse into her journey. And today we're going to be talking, and, and I'd love to know more about getting personal with the personal brand. So Carla, you've done a lot of things, and your your path, as you said, has taken you into lots of different directions, and it wasn't a straight path in your career. Um, today, you're known as the personal branding evangelist and LinkedIn strategist. So can we start there uh, on this next segment? Yes. Can you tell us what those two titles really mean? Because those are, I mean, I know what the, each of the words mean, but can you get, give us a real <laughs> big picture of what what they really mean for you and, and when someone is connecting with you, what they can what they what they're going to experience with you sure yes so um the reason why i decided to call myself a personal brand evangelist is because i realized there were a lot of people who didn't understand even what a personal brand is or why they needed it or why it was relevant to their lives 
And I've done a ton of career coaching over the years. I've worked with leaders at every level. I've worked with entry-level people. And what a lot of people have this, this misperception of a personal brand is somebody who's out there trying to be all in the media and, you know, one of the big influencers and really all about um, kind of doing crazy things or whatever it is that they're doing to get attention to personal brand. And that is certainly one way to have a personal brand. But when I talk about a personal brand, I'm actually talking about what happens when you leave the room and what is it that people say about you. And most of us aren't very deliberate about that. Most of us kind of leave that to chance. And, you know, even my story earlier about people, one of the things they said about me when I left the room is that I smile I'm too much. <laughs> but um, I want to be that, that enthusiastic, smiling person who brings joy and fun to a workplace. And so for me, that was actually very on brand, although I wouldn't have called it that back then. But it's really about who you are as a person and what you're bringing to whatever work that you're doing. And again, I've talked a little bit of already about how I kept trying to fit into all these other boxes and I kept having people, even when I started my company, say, well, you just need to do one thing and be known for one thing. And while I agree with that concept, it never worked for me because I have too many variant interests and things that I want to do. And so I could be known for learning and development, but to be known for just mm -hmm. being a coach or just being a trainer or just being a, a developer of training materials, I wanted to do all three of those things. And I didn't like doing just one. <laughs> so it was always a struggle for me to figure out what is my brand. And I thought it was some big nebulous thing or some complicated formula or something. And what I finally realized is your personal brand is just who you are and how you're showing up and what you're deliberately bringing to every interaction. And so when you get really focused on what that is, then it's really easy to know what your personal brand is. And that survives everything. So our jobs are, are changing all the time. Companies are reorganizing all the time. Even if you have your own business, you have to pivot a lot and do a lot of different things because the world around us is changing. But what doesn't change is you and who you are. So if your personal brand is that, then you're just taking that to whatever it is you're doing. And we see that right. all the time with, like, celebrities. You know, Oprah Winfrey can do a whole bunch of different things, but we all know Oprah's going to bring this big thinking, you know, enthusiasm and, and bringing out great questions for people and just all the ways that she helps shine a light on others. We don't care what Oprah's doing. We just like Oprah, <laughs> you know? And right. so it's the same way for individuals on a much smaller scale. But that's what I mean when I say personal brand. It's what you're bringing to everything that you're doing and what you're known for and how you work and how you contribute. Yeah, it's interesting, Carla, when, um, you know, I started my career, you know, many, many years ago. I started in human resources. Um, oh, I was in human resources for more than 20 years. And, and as I stepped in and, and, you know, I'm in my 11th year of being in my own business, when people started talking about personal brand, I went really kind of like, you know, took the breath and was like, oh my gosh, what do I have to do? You know, and it was, right. and it was nearly like we, ha I had to fill, um, I had to choose something and step into that yes. persona. And, yes. and go, okay, is this going to make sense? Is this, is this going to get me clients? Is this, is this going to work? Is this, you know, and do I have to be that for the rest of my life? It's like, oh, right. if I choose it, it's like, if I choose it, then I have to stay in that space 
um, I have to stay in that space forever and ever on and and it was all right. this like honest to God, I'm 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 sweating right now remembering it because it was <laughs> it so was so much pressure. Was, and what if you get it wrong? And it's so uncomfortable. Yes. <laughs> and and if I choose it, oh, here is the other big thing. And I wonder how many people you've experienced in this way too. The other big thing was, okay, all right, okay, I'm going to choose it. And then if it's wrong. Can I, I can't yes. change it because I've chosen it. So I have to be that forever and ever and ever. Or if I change it and then people are frustrated because they don't know who I am today because I'm different than I was yesterday or, you know, whatever else that means. And there's just, there's so much pressure to get it right and to put your voice out in the right way. And what if, what if I go out there and nobody likes it? Or what if I go out there and I'm not saying the right words that resonate with the people I'm trying to attract as clients or whatever those different thought processes are going through our heads when we're trying to figure out, well, what is my personal brand? Am I this buttoned up corporate executive? Am I this crazy young focused tech startup person? <laughs> you know, like I, I've tried on lots of different hats, if you will, or lots of different personal brands, if you will, to, to, as I've done all these different things, but really I am who I am. I am a, a connecting person. I am somebody who champions and cheerleads for others. I, I coach people to be their best no matter what I'm doing. And so I don't mm-hmm. have to figure out this smaller piece should be this bigger thing that I am across all the pieces. And if I happen to be doing this piece today and then in two years I'm doing that one, or even tomorrow I'm doing three different things in my business, as you've already heard, I do multiple things at the same time. But what people know when I come into a room is I'm going to bring some energy. I'm going to bring passion and enthusiasm for what anyone else around me is doing. I get really enthusiastic about what I see potential in others or what they're already doing and helping to to share their story and amplify their message. And so that's who I am, no matter what I'm doing and no matter where I am. And that is, I kept trying to be something else, especially on LinkedIn. Like LinkedIn was for a long time, more like an online resume. In resume speak, you have to be very formal and you have to say things with fancy <laughs> words. And, you know, you can't. Yeah, you can't I just like how your voice just changed when you said that. <laughs> exactly. And, and and you have to present this 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 corporate front. Or when I was in academia, you know, the whole professor thing. And, and, and we think that we have to put on these other clothes to be in those spaces. And in some cases, you know, your peers, the, the peers around you are all using the big fancy words in academia or the people in corporate America all have their, you know, let's unpack this and, you know, <laughs> all the things that they talk about. Um, and so, yes, yeah, there is a certain way of communicating in those spaces. But at the same time, um, I'm at a point in my life and what I also really coach my clients to do is to be yourself wherever you are because if you're trying to pretend like you're something you're not, you're not going to be happy there over the long run. And not every company is going to want you, you, whatever it is that you're bringing, but the ones who do are going to love you for it and you're going to love going to work every day because you're in a okay. space that allows you to be yourself. Okay, I, okay, I got to jump in because I just had an aha. So, okay. <laughs> so are we are we trying to fit into what the employers want and the customers want? You know, say, okay, I'm going to be this so that somebody will hire me. Yes. 
as opposed that's to what most showing people do. up with that, that's what most of us so are think doing. about the, the the traditional way to find a job you go and you find a job description and then you try to fit yourself as much as you can to that and say okay here's how i fit but what i have found after working with hundreds of clients is if people know what their unique value is their unique uh, I call it your unique, unique brilliance proposition, your UBP, what it is about you that's different from everyone around you. So if you're an accountant, okay, everyone who's an accountant does certain things, but what is it that you've done differently? What is it that you bring when you come to an organization? What are your key accomplishments? And how do you tell that story? And so by bringing, you know, maybe you're an accountant who also can work across the organization to help influence things or whatever the different things are that you're doing, that needs to be what you describe yourself as on your resume. And I've actually helped people with their opening statement on their resume to be so powerful and impactful that people don't even read the rest of the resume because they're like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. that's what we need on our team. That's who I want. I, when you write job descriptions, and I've been on that side of the world too, you try to think of the most commonly found things in everyone. So you're not really looking for unique. You're looking for the biggest net to try to catch people who might think they fit there. Right. But what you really want is somebody who's confident and knows what they can do and what they can bring to that that job. And when you see that, I have actually been shocked at how many times people have either changed or rewritten an entire job description to fit that confident person who knows what they bring. And they're like, oh, we wrote the job description for this, but we really want you and your set. And that's what we didn't (laughs) even think we could find in one person. And so when you get that confident and that clear... Yeah, people change to you. You don't have to change to them. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that a lot of the times organizations, when they, because I did a ton of recruiting, and and I know in speaking with um, owners and managers that they would they would be saying, okay, we need this type of person, and da 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 da, and then when it actually would come down to it, when they would hire someone you know, what they really desired was something different other than the the formal job description type of individual. And it and it was right. it was a matter of sitting down with them and saying, Okay, let's look at what you've actually created in your department and what really what really works for you and and you know, let's throw the job description away for now or let's rewrite it to really have the job description right. fit the current needs of this position. Exactly. Yeah, job descriptions aren't set in stone for most people. Yes, there's a certain formula that people have to follow, and, and they're, they're written to be able to, to know what that job needs to have accomplished in it. But those things can change mm-hmm. and should change if a good manager is looking across the team for the strengths across the team as well as the weaknesses and how to leverage them across. You should be shifting and adjusting what everybody's job description is because maybe right. that person really should take on those responsibilities and this person should do, do the, the other ones. And so those should be nebulous. They should be dynamic and changing. They shouldn't be set in stone because people are all different. And what they bring to the team and the team dynamics with each new person that is added also changes. Right, right. Carla, we have got so much we can discuss, and and I want to learn so much more. And and it's time for our next break. So um, everybody, stay Stay with us, you know, pour yourself another coffee, grab yourself another glass of water, whatever it is, and um, stay tuned. We are talking with our amazing radio show host, 
uh, Carla Taylor and today uh, on the Bring Your Brilliance show and we are talking about getting personal with your personal brand. So stay tuned everyone. We'll be right back after this short break. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Okay, welcome back everyone to the Bring Your Brilliance Radio Show with Carly Taylor. I am the founder of the Inspired Choices Network. And if you haven't been listening, I have the opportunity today to introduce Carla to our platform and to all of our listeners. So if you are enjoying this conversation and you would like to connect with Carla, you can come on over here to the Inspired Choices Network and you can find her radio show where you can see what she's got coming up in the future weeks. You can listen to her past shows as we go forward and also you can find her the way that you can connect with her. So, Carla, what is your website address? It is www.itstimetobringit.com. It's time to bring it. I love that. I love that so much. It gets not even funny. <laughs> so, Carla, you talked about... Um, reinventing yourself. You've talked about your journey and your career um, not being a straight line, which I really, really love. I mean, I have my own story in that way, and I, I know many people have the very same thing. I love that it's now considered the norm, that we don't have to choose one thing and stay stuck in that forever and ever. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us, talk to us a bit about uh, you've talked to us about being a, a personal brand evangelist. Talk to us about being the um, LinkedIn strategist that you are. Absolutely. I will do that. But first, I just wanted to address <clears throat> one thing I had thought of earlier and what you just reminded me of is I think we we do so much harm <laughs> in, in a well-meaning way when we ask kids and, and even adults, what do you want to do for the rest of your life? What do you want to be? What do you want to do? And nobody knows that early on anyway, but especially now that jobs are changing so fast, um, there is no rest of your life answer. It's what do you want to be now and next? And, and, and setting yourself up for success in that way and then figuring out each next step as it comes takes so much pressure off and it does allow you to explore what you need in the moment but also being prepared for that next step and, and looking at maybe you want to get a master's degree or a certification or whatever other things that you're preparing for. So you don't have to know even five, ten years out. That was a really common question we used to ask people all the time in interviews. 
mm-hmm. and some people still do, but we don't know what technology is going to be in five or 10 years. We don't know what anything is going to be. And so being able to be flexible actually gives you much more control over what you do and where you can go. And what's wonderful about LinkedIn and, and, and coming back to that question, like I said earlier, LinkedIn used to be a very static site where people would, would go out there and find who they were connected with and put in kind of an online resume, if you will. And that was about it. Like you made some connections, you might meet some new people, you'd find somebody who knew somebody that could introduce you to somebody. And it was, again, kind of more this old school of of you have to know someone before you can reach out to them. And in some cases, that can be very helpful. But what I have found, and most people who have been out there connecting more on LinkedIn have found is that if you have something in common with someone else, there's nothing wrong with reaching out to that person directly. And that's what social media has done for everyone. It's connected people in ways that were never possible before. And I remember when I first got on Twitter and I was like, what is Twitter all about? And why would you want to tweet? (laughs) What's this 140 character thing and what can it do? And what I found was, you know, people like, you know, for example, Ashton Kutcher became really big on it really fast, but people could directly talk to him or whoever on this social media craziness that all of a sudden has become our norm all around us. And it has made everybody and everything so much more accessible. And so Twitter's been going crazy and Facebook's been going crazy and LinkedIn was just kind of sitting there. (laughs) And LinkedIn finally was like, you know, we could probably be a lot more. And so they started learning from what all these other social media platforms were doing. And they've actually just released like their beta version of LinkedIn Live um, so that people can have live conversations with the people that are following them. Video is going crazy on LinkedIn. So people who are creating videos are 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 able to connect now with a lot more people. Um, and like any platform, uh, Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, they want it to be native. So if you are going to put a video out there, yeah, you can have a YouTube link, but really you want to import natively up into that platform whatever video that you're you're trying to show. And that's true whichever platform you're on, like I said, Facebook or LinkedIn or, or the other one. But what's wonderful about LinkedIn there are 650 million people, professionals, all over the world on LinkedIn. And most of them aren't quite yet aware <laughs> of what LinkedIn is doing and how fast it's growing and how much it's becoming more and more social and connecting people in a much more friendly way. And so the LinkedIn groups had been there for a while. They're starting to evolve and change. But really, it's people starting to connect with other people that are in their their circle or their tribe, if you will, that they're they're growing and growing and growing these things um, by simply again being yourself. I was just having a conversation last night at a Fourth of July party, and this professional that I know that's been very much in corporate American academia, and he was like, "But how do I just connect with people online? Like I have to be this whatever version of myself." And I'm like, "No, you don't. Like you just sat down with me and started telling me about your life and." and your passion for cooking and all of these things. So just do that online. <laughs> like, Just be who you are. Pretend like you're at a party or pretend like you're sitting down for coffee with someone and just share your story and talk to people and be a real human being. And that's what's so cool about social media and, and LinkedIn and especially. Most people don't think they can be real human beings <laughs> on LinkedIn. There's this intimidation factor. What if what if people don't like me or what if my colleagues are judging me or what if I say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing and, and now all these business people that I want to impress 
are going to see that. And yes, that's true. But again, if you are doing the work that you love and doing what you want to be doing with your passion, the people who you want to work with are going to be attracted to you as a human being. So um, a wonderful speaker that I recently heard, Brian Kramer, he actually started the H2H movement. And even HubSpot also says there's no such thing anymore as B2B or B2C. So business to business is B2B, business to consumer is B2C. But really, people, and we've always heard this, people want to do business with people, right? So it's no, mm-hmm. none of those yes. things is now H to, H2H. So Brian Kramer started the H2H movement, which is human to human. So, you know, think about, <laughs> again, old school, um, a lot of men, a lot of business deals back in the day were done on the golf course. Or, you know, way back when it was Napoleon Hill and Think and Grow Rich, and they had these mastermind groups, and it was all of these successful businessmen and groups of successful businessmen attracting people at their level, doing the same things, and helping each other along the way. And that's what LinkedIn can and is, can be and is now for people who are using it that way. It's finding like-minded people or people who are different and think differently than you, but you can connect now and, and, and have that accessibility that we never had available before in our lives. And you can just be real. <laughs> and don't be afraid to repel certain people because they're not your people. <laughs> and you'll also then attract the people that who are your people. And you'll start to find life becomes a lot more fun. And you can be just exactly who you are online as you are in real life. And that's why I'm so passionate about this is because I have been connecting with a lot of people online and even just a couple of weeks ago, there's a woman named uh, Dr. Ai Zeng who was doing a, a Classroom Without Walls movement. She was located in Korea. And I'd seen her. She started about two years ago on Facebook, doing Facebook Lives every week. And now she's also doing LinkedIn Lives. She's one of their beta testers. And um, she's interviewed all kinds of amazing people, including now really, really big-name people. And even Seth Godin was on her show. And and she's gotten very well known for how to bring digital technology into the classroom and also bringing the classroom out into the world with travel and everything else. And she was going to be in Ohio, which normally she's in like Japan and Singapore and all these other places. Well, I'm in Indiana. Ohio's right next door, three hours away from me. So I'm like, I have to go meet you in person. Like, how do I not, after all these conversations that we've had and, and following you online all this time, how do I not go and just meet you. And so when I went to go meet her, I ended up kind of stumbling upon this amazing conference. It's the Social Media Week in Lima, Ohio, which I'd never heard of. <laughs> and it was all these amazing people from all over the world and all over the country, huge big speakers, huge big influencers and, and connectors on LinkedIn. Um, there's another woman named Judy Fox who does LinkedIn Like a Fox, and I'd been following her and following what she was doing and providing so much fantastic content. And she was a speaker. And normally you go to these conferences and these speakers are, are, are helpful, but they're not, you know, they're not totally real. <laughs> you know, they're, they're, they're a little bit more posturing up on stage and trying to be the experts that they are and, and telling you some good things. But you also have to come and take their program to learn more from them. And they're just a little bit, you know, unavailable um, in most conferences. But at this conference, Everybody was so accessible and so real and so relatable and exactly who they are in person as they are online and genuinely wanting everyone around them to succeed. And I feel like I just found like 400 new best friends. <laughs> and I realized, and this is why I've become so passionate about, 
even the whole personal brand evangelist, I was talking about it a lot in terms of career coaching, but realizing it needs to go bigger than that and people need to understand what they can do on LinkedIn and who they can meet and how they can bring all of these different people into their lives. Um, one of the things that I did when I had my tech startup is I was trying to connect people into on-demand co-working spaces and get people connected. And again, you hear the theme and everything that I'm doing as I look back over it, trying to connect people in real life um, from being mm-hmm. in all of our remote locations. And I like I'm not that. doing I the, really the like co-working that. piece anymore. That's where LinkedIn Local comes in as well, is bringing people. You have to have both. You can't only have online uh, connections, but you can't only have in-person connections. You really need that that hybrid approach. And having that in your life is what I've been trying to bring to people because I've needed it. And by meeting these incredible connecting people who genuinely, like, well, let's connect afterwards. And that's, you know, the guy I met down in Atlanta the week after. Like, I have connected at such a deep, genuine level with each of these people because that's who they are. They are very real wherever they are. And, and that's social media. It's not some posturing thing. It's people being social wherever they are, including online. Right. Wow. That's such a fabulous approach. I really love that. And I'm so looking forward to future shows where you're going to be educating us more about that and really guiding us in, in the brilliance that you, you've created for yourself and how you do that with people uh, both in person and online. I, I think it's fantastic. And I also know right now we're up for our another break. <laughs> so this show is going so quickly. It's like, wow, this mm-hmm. is so fast. So everybody stay tuned. When we get back, we're going to wrap up and we're going to hear about what we can expect on future shows with our host, Carla Taylor, here on Bring Your Brilliance. So you're listening on the Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be back right after this break. We all have a personal brand. It's what people say about you when you're not in the room. What if you knew how to clearly and confidently communicate your value in a compelling way? Tune in to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor to discover the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to get started and keep growing. Are you ready to make your mark? Learn how to bring your brilliance by listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with personal branding and LinkedIn strategist Carla Taylor. To join today's conversation, call in the U.S. at 815-880-8255 or Canada at 613-800-8736 or Skype at Inspired Choices Network. Or ask a question or send a comment by email at bringyourbrilliance at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Bring Your Brilliance radio show with our host, Carla Taylor, and I am founder, Christine McIver. I get to interview her today. Carla, you have gone through and shared so much about yourself and and your journey and, and just the amazing things that you're doing in the world and really about your personal brand. I would love to know, what is your radio show going to be um, really contributing for all of our listeners out there? What What is your biggest target with with bringing this show to to the platform well i definitely want people to understand what is available and and what's possible and 
as I've been going through my entire career, I do a ton of networking in person and, and online, and I meet all kinds of amazing people. And so then when I was sitting in front of my, my career coaching clients, and a lot of them had been in corporate America their whole lives, and they really wanted something different, but they had no idea what else was possible. And I found myself all the time saying, oh, I wish you could have met Christine, or I miss, wish you could have met Joe, or I wish you could have met Heidi, or all these different people who were so inspiring so that they could see the vision of what's possible and what other people are doing who aren't just sitting in a cubicle. And not that there's anything wrong with sitting in a cubicle, but there's a lot more to life and, and, and a lot of different things that people are doing as even side hustles and all sorts of different things. And that's also one of the things that I'm very passionate about is that we do all need to have multiple streams of income because if you have all your eggs in one basket, when that basket goes away, not if, but when that basket goes away, you'll have nothing mm -hmm. else to draw from. So it is important to to think about some different ways that you can be bringing in income so that you're you're much more flexible and able to navigate this this unknown this change that is not just the future of work but where we are already. And so I wanted to start sharing these stories and I thought, wow, if I could um interview different people and showcase these amazing brilliant people doing brilliant things and doing it their way, um, then maybe that could help other people see something in, in one of those stories or, or several of them that would inspire them to, to know what they could do and what's possible for them. So that's really where this came from. Mm. And um, it's been something I've been working on actually for a while and trying to do a podcast. And I love podcasts. I listen to them all the time. But one of the things I found, my strength is not in editing podcasts. <laughs> and so... <laughs> In order to actually get my content out into the world, I've got about 10 podcasts that I've, I've actually recorded, and I've only got two of them out. Um, and it's been close to a year, <laughs> to admit that. And so I recognized that there were always other things that I needed to do, and me sitting by myself in a room trying to figure out editing and trying to listen. And it's not that hard. It was just there were so many different things that I was trying to do with my time, and I, it just wasn't getting done. And so what I love about this radio show format is that it keeps me accountable. Again, my, my theme of connection and being around people. Now I get to collaborate with amazing people like you, Christine, and, and your entire team and have professionals actually producing great sound quality and getting it out the door every week, which is another thing. You've got to be consistent. Whatever your personal brand is and wherever you're showing up, you need to be consistent and people know what they can count on with you. And that's something that I wasn't doing at the level that I wanted to. And so this is forcing me to, to again, uh, walk the talk and, and practice what I preach and actually put myself out front. And before, for years, I was always the behind-the-scenes person helping everyone else succeed. And um, actually, my, my personal branding coach and uh, uh, graphic designer, Adam Parsons, who's been amazing, and done all of my branding, and he's he's just fantastic. And he was the one who said, Carla, Bring Your Brilliance isn't just the name of your podcast or your radio show. It's everything that you're doing. And I, myself, was like, uh, I can't call myself brilliant. <laughs> he's like, why not? You tell everyone else to own their gifts and talents. Why can't you? You've got to get out Aren't there and we do it, so too. cute? And so, <laughs> so I actually launched all of this by – auditioned for a third time. I failed the first two times. And the third time I auditioned for Walk the Talk, which is this amazing TED Talk-like series here in Indy. And I got it that time. And I did something I'd never done before in order to get a different result, which is why I ended up doing the spoken word poem. 
And um, that kind of launched me into being out front and and walking the talk, literally at Walk the Talk, (laughs) by uh, putting myself out in a a much bigger way that I've been scared to do. And it's one thing to help other people do it. It's a whole nother ballgame when it's you. And um, it's been an exciting and nerve-wracking journey already, but I'm having a ton of fun. And I'm super excited to be able to bring other awesome people onto this program and help share their stories and uh, hopefully inspire a lot of people. Um, The other thing that I want people to know too is, um, I said earlier, there's 650 million people on LinkedIn. And right now, um, only a thousand or so are creating content. And there's so much room right now on that platform. And not everybody's wanting to be out front. Not everybody wants to be on stage as a speaker. Not everybody wants to be on video or all of those things. But you do have a voice, and maybe it's something that you want to write, or maybe you're not even a good writer and you need to to have someone help you. And that's part of what I do with people. Um, I help them figure out first what their their core of their genius is or their their unique brilliance proposition. But then I also help them figure out for them and their personal brand what's the best way to communicate that. So if they want to become a thought leader and, and write articles, but maybe they're not the best writer, I can help write those articles with them and for them as kind of a ghostwriter type of thing, or even social media posts, I can help figure out what their voice is. So with several of my clients, I meet with them once a week. We do an hour interview. They just talk to me. And I actually get a lot of great coaching mm-hmm. and feedback during that conversation, but they also are able to kind of download their brains to me. And since that's what my master's degree is in working with subject matter experts and downloading their brains and then communicating it in a, a very easy-to-understand way, I'm doing that now with LinkedIn and, and LinkedIn strategies to help people get their voices out that maybe don't quite know how to do it yet, but want to become wow. known for what they do in their industry. I love it. I love it. Okay, we are just about out of time here on the show. You, you've got so much to share. Oh, my gosh. It's like you need to do like two hours a show, Carla. But it's great. It's great because I think, I mean, I'm loving what you're saying and I want to learn more. I'm excited too. So coming up next week, what do you got on the books for the radio show? Well, I'm I'm hoping um, it's going to work out, but I'm planning to interview Steve Broth, who actually is one of the creators of the Walk the Talk speaker series. Um, he's actually on vacation, okay. so we're going to have to see if timing-wise we can actually get it done for next week. But that's okay. the plan. It's for Steve Ross. He used to own um, a local um, venue here in Indianapolis called The Vogue, which was huge um, and well-known. And, and now he's we, doing Walk the Carla, Talk. Carla, I'm sorry to interrupt. We'll see everybody next week on Bring Your Brilliance. Come back and, and check Thanks for listening out. to another oh episode God, so of Bring funny. Your Brilliance with Carla Taylor. For the latest updates and info on personal branding, please follow and interact with Carla Taylor on LinkedIn. And be sure to visit www.itstimetobringit.com. Join Carla Taylor every Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 9 a.m. Central, 8 a.m. Mountain, and 7 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then...